The new John Simmons Show. After years of battling a gambling addiction, John found a hope and a future for his life through Christ. He has spent the last several years encouraging others to find joy, peace, and hope in their lives by walking out God's plan for their lives. Now, John wants to help you find the passion, vision, and faith you need to start writing out God's sentence for your life and help you add to it every day. Four lines are now open. Call or text 314-880-0808. Now, here is your host, the new John Simmons. Everybody, welcome. It's the new John Simmons show where you can find God's sentence for your life and become the new you, where we talk about finding passion, vision, and faith in your walk with Christ so that your life can overflow with joy, peace, and hope today. Welcome to the program, everybody. Very excited to have you here on this midweek edition of the show. In addition to being Live on your radio. Uh, we're also streaming live over on Facebook. Just go over to Facebook and search for the new John Simmons Show. You can comment live on the link there as well, and we can put it right on the screen. So a lot of good stuff going on behind the scenes here to be able to share this show with more and more people as we begin to go down the road of expanding our new studio in just a few weeks. And so we're testing all these things out. So if you're on Facebook tonight, give us a comment and a like. Uh, it'll be good times for us to start practicing some of the stuff we're doing behind the scenes. So moving on, let's talk about tonight's guest. Very excited to be talking with Jeremy Sparks, who's written a book called Go West. He's also a retired professional rodeo cowboy. He's a bullfighter, everybody. Very excited. I'm going to learn more about what that means. He's in the Rodeo Hall of Fame. He's also served in the Air Force and the National Guard. His book, Go West, has God at the center of his story. He highlights 10 biblical principles that he learned and experienced and lived as he was doing all these things like bullfighting and being in the armed forces. And so I'm excited to talk to Jeremy, not just about what he's done, but also about his relationship with Christ. So let's welcome Jeremy Sparks to the new John Simmons Show. Jeremy, you there? How you doing? Hey, John. How's it going, buddy? It's going great for me. I don't. Uh, where are you calling us from tonight? I'm not sure. Uh, Northwest Arkansas. Northwest Arkansas. Okay, so you're not that far away. And so I have a lot of questions for you, Jeremy. I know that uh, you have done a lot of things, and I'm always fascinated by people who are doing more things than it seems like we have time for. I think that the Bible is full of stories like this, and when I come across somebody who is in the, you know, in the military and they're in the Hall of Fame and they're a cowboy and they're writing books. So tell us about your walk with the Lord and how you sort of have come to a, a point in your life where you're doing all these things. Yeah, man. First, thanks for having me on tonight. No problem. Uh, super, super cool to be on and share my story and a little bit of my testimony. But, man, I was saved when I was 12 years old. Um, I grew up in a very traditional Christian home, had probably the best parents in the world, and just watched my parents live their uh, their relationship with Jesus every day. And so I don't have a dramatic testimony to where I was, you know, strung out or running wild and found Jesus and kind of had a fall to Paul conversion. Right. Uh, I, I was just a kid who grew up uh, with in a loving home with parents who uh, who had a genuine relationship with Christ. But when I was 14, uh, I had a couple of pivotal things happen in my life. One, we moved. We moved from a town called Marvel, Arkansas, to uh, Fountain Hill, Arkansas. I'm not sure if you've heard of the Fountain Hill Wildcats, but they were uh-uh. definitely uh, a small B school, so we were tiny school. And in that little town, we uh, didn't have a lot of sports. And so... Uh, my uncle's owned an amateur rodeo company. Uh, we turned to rodeo for our Friday night lights, essentially. Okay. It was in that town where uh, I had a vision that God had called me to be a cowboy to uh, reach other people with the gospel. And when you're 14 years old and you're not a good cowboy, that <laughs> seems like a very large task. But uh, it was at that moment when I felt like I understood the purpose of my life, and that was to get out and witness and encourage and serve and testify about Jesus Christ. And uh, I think, you know, the 
one thing you got to understand about me is I'm the worst person that I know. <laughs> uh, I'm not perfect by any means, and if it wasn't for uh, the blood of Christ, I would be on a fast track to hell. But uh, <laughs> I believe in uh, in the salvation of, of Jesus and the forgiveness of sins and uh, simply humbled to be put in a position to be used by God. I think when you understand how God has miraculously saved you, it gives you a motivation to serve him more. And I think that's where I find some of my motivation to dabble in a lot of different things because I treat them like vehicles to share the gospel. So if it's in the military or in the rodeo or in my corporate life, I think uh, Jesus is a part of who I am. Those are just vehicles that I have to help uh, live a life that hopefully shines a light on Christ. Absolutely. Jeremy Sparks here with us. What an an incredible testimony you just shared. There's a lot to unpack out of that. So I'm going to try my best to sort of guide people into what they should take away from some of the things you just said. One is, is that, you know, we all come to Christ differently whether it's at a young age or, you know, we have something like I went through where I had a a major addiction that led me down the path to find a hope and a future through Christ. So there's different ways to find Christ. So there's not one wrong or right way. But something I want people to pick up on is that you were sort of following the influence of your parents. And then at a young age, you said around 13 or 14, I think you said, you found a vision from God. And that's one of our three key words here on the show, passion, vision, and faith. Three things any Christian can walk in to find God's plan and purpose for their life. Uh, and so for you, you found a vision from God. And I run into so many Christians who don't even realize that God has a unique plan for their life. So would you mind explaining to our listeners to encourage them what it was like for you when you hear, you know, you're supposed to be a cowboy for God, essentially, and use that as a way to testify the gospel? Yeah, so... Uh, first, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven yes. clearly says that God has a plan for you. And I kind of read the Bible literally, and I say, hey, God's got a plan for Jeremy. Yeah, God's got a plan for John. And so I think there's a lot of truth to that because we believe that the Bible is uh, God's Word. And so if there's someone listening tonight who says, well, that's cool that it happened for Jeremy to become uh, what he felt like he was called to do, and that's awesome that John overcame addiction and found Christ, but that's not me. Right. I want to tell that person, hey, Jeremiah 29.11 says that God's got a plan for you. And I think the, the way that you find your uh, relationship and that you find your true calling from Christ is, is by staying in the Bible, reading Scripture, by fasting, by surrounding yourself with other Christians, uh, and, and being in the Word. Because you're not going to get a vision from God outside of His Word. God's not going to say, hey, Jeremy, I want you to go do something in addition to the Scripture. But when you're in the Scripture, I think it's very clear that God's going to call you to share the gospel. We're all called to the Great Commission, but we're given a unique vehicle to take down that path. Uh, but that's, John, what I would say about finding your, your calling is, is it's done when you're pressing into the presence of God by reading your Scripture by praying, by fasting. Yeah, you're mirroring so many things that we say here on the show. Uh, get close to God, quality time, communication. These are the ways that you press in to find what God has for you. I'm interested to go back a little bit into you know the early parts of your story where you had mentioned that you know maybe you weren't the best cowboy yet, but God had really mm-hmm. put you into this path. And so tell us what it was like early on or maybe the first few years or so of you stepping out in faith and trying to figure out how this would be useful to God and how you became better at it to be eventually become a professional? Yeah, well, I was horrible. That's how I started. I <laughs> uh, went through the school of hard knocks by just getting out there and trying. I believed without a doubt that that was my calling, was to be a cowboy. And obviously I met a little bit of resistance with my parents early on, telling them this is what I wanted to do. Uh, they were you know, passionate that, rodeo was dangerous, that there was some risk involved, and they didn't necessarily want to see me risk at a young age the opportunity to get hurt. Uh, And rightfully so. I mean, I hope my kids don't grow up and come tell me, hey, Dad, I want to do this because I'm going to act just like my parents. So I met a little resistance at home. Obviously, met a little resistance in town because uh, there were cowboys in our small town that were better than I was. But I, I think what helped me was being disciplined and determined to... Uh, use my gifts and keep honing my craft. And I adopted a uh, St. Augustine principle early in life, and that says to work as though everything depends on you 
and pray as though everything depends on God. And so every day I put in the work to get better. And in time, I think, uh, came experience and with experience came a little confidence. And with that, I was able to have a, um, a decent career as a professional athlete. Well, let me ask you, Jeremy, not many of us recognize ourselves or maybe people we know as a cowboy. So maybe for those people who are listening for the first time and they don't know exactly what a cowboy does or a professional bullfighter, can you sort of explain the process of what you were doing? Yeah, so I'll, I'll kind of focus on the word bullfighter uh, since that was uh, what I have probably the most credibility to talk about. I'm not the world's greatest cowboy. I, I am a cowboy. But uh, in bullfighting, there are two roles. One is during the bull riding. So for eight seconds, a cowboy tries to ride a bucking bull. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, and my job in that vein was called cowboy protection. So as the bullfighter, I was to distract the animal away from the cowboy so that bull rider could make a getaway. Okay. So essentially, if someone had to get hit, it was going to be me, kind of like Secret Service. <laughs> so that's one. Like, see a train wreck coming, jump yeah. in front of the train, Sounds get like, run over. And thanks, God. Thanks for having me to come in the middle of this train. <laughs> yeah, but hey, what a beautiful picture of, of you know, of God's love. Yeah. That in, in the Scripture, he said, hey, there's no greater gift than to lay down your life for a friend. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what Jesus did. And so there are so many parallels between what a bullfighter does and how it represent scripture but the other role that we played uh, is, is called freestyle bullfighting and this is done just like a matador in spain would do except in america uh, we don't kill the bulls uh, at the end so this is something where you show athleticism skill bravery and instead of uh, selling the bullfight by taking the animal's life we sell the bullfight with saving our best trick for last and so you see guys jumping bulls uh, turning their backs to bulls and all kinds of risky things in effort to gain points. And so you're judged um, from zero to 50 points, and the bull is judged from zero to 50 points for his aggression, and the bullfighters judge for his bravery and athleticism. So the more points you get, the better you are, and the man with the most points wins. But it is a game of inches, uh, very dangerous, but as a young guy, uh, it was an awesome opportunity to uh, to display what I felt like I was called to do and, and show that uh, God takes care of fools and babies, man, because that's a game of inches. <laughs> I've heard that before. Uh, one of my good friends used to say that all the time. And if you're watching over on the Facebook live feed, we're putting up some pictures of Jeremy in action with the Bulls. These are some incredible shots, Jeremy. I know you're on the phone with us, so you can't see what I'm showing you, but I pulled them from your website, so I'm sure you're familiar you're familiar with them. I'm impressed. I, I would not want to jump in the ring and do this sort of thing, and I love the idea that you were called to do something like this. It speaks so much to the fact that God's plan for us is so different. Not everybody's you know gifted to do the same thing, and so you, when you're in the midst of all of this and you're getting close to the Lord and you're determining, you know, your next steps. Uh, something I read in your bio was that after the attacks at September 11th, you sort of found that as a moment to move in a new direction in your life. Can you tell us what happened after that? Yeah. So I want to make one thing clear. Uh, early on, I knew without a doubt, God had called me to be a bullfighter, but a few things happened in life along the way that just shows without uh, any reservation that God's in control. And the first happened in 1995 when uh, I graduated high school. I was in a little farm accident, uh, took 220 uh, while standing in water, so I got electrocuted and kind of changed the course of what I thought was my future of rising rapidly through the ranks of uh, professional rodeo. And then 9-11 happened. I had just graduated from college. I had already been drafted into the Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association, so my dream was uh, like I was living my dream. Drafted, but when they, yeah, they, so they draft a, you like the major leagues, huh? It's a qualification process to where you perform at a minor league level and you essentially are approved wow. to be uh, risen up. We are on contract, so it's a little different, but I think that signifies the. the importance of what happens when a person is called up to the major leagues and so 9-11 happened and i decided to kind of put my personal goals on hold and to serve the country as most americans uh, did i mean it was an era of great patriotism 
So I'm no different than any other American who felt a lot of national pride. And I went into the military, and, John, uh, there's never been a time when a recruiter looked at a guy or gal and said, you know what, I know you're passionate about this sport, and come join Uncle Sam, and he will help you do that. But in my case, like, God arranged for my first assignment to be at F.E. Warren Air Force Base in Cheyenne, Wyoming, the home of the world's largest rodeo. Wow. Uh, within, uh, that was in, I got there in January. By July, I was already contracted to fight bulls there at the largest rodeo in the world as essentially a rookie. Wow. And so God took all that he had been planning for me, despite getting injured in the uh, farm accident, despite uh, going and serving in the country, he still found a way for his plan to work. And I think the beautiful thing uh, that my mother used to tell us uh, was Romans 8.28, that all things work for the good of those who love the Lord, mm-hmm. those called according to his purpose. And I think as I look back and connect the dots, you can say, man, God was clearly in control, even though I wasn't living like it, even though I wasn't acting like it, even though I didn't deserve it. I was clearly in control. God was doing a lot of stuff to guide your steps, as Proverbs talk about. I'm really excited about your story, Jeremy. It's just so tremendous. If you want to read more about Jeremy and his journey and learn some of the principles that he learned on his walk of faith, the book is called Go West. Head over to jeremysparks.com. You can also find him over on Facebook at at Go West the Book. We're here tonight with Jeremy Sparks just sharing so much of his story. You've been a bullfighter. You're in the rodeo. You're in the armed service, and now you're doing more and more for Christ now in sharing your stories of what's happened. So how did the idea of this book come about? Yeah, I've been afforded a lot of opportunities to see the world in Ten years ago or so, I had this idea of writing a book just as a memoir to capture um, my life so I could share it with my kids because I want my kids to one day know, uh, you know, who their dad was, what he stood for. But as I would start to write, it was so selfish. It was like, at this date and time, this is where I was. These are people I got to meet. These are things I got to do. And I just got writer's block for years. Hmm. And about three years ago, uh, I felt like God laid it on my heart to write a book, but it was very clear that the book was to be how God used me, not about what I accomplished. So, man, it just started flowing from me, things that I felt like I wanted my three sons to know. And as I kept writing, people said, this is a book that's bigger than your family. You need to share your story. And we just stepped out on faith and said, God, if this is what you want, uh, bring us us a publisher. And so many things uh, fell in line for this book to happen, and that's really why we wanted to share it, was to show that if God can use me, a little bitty kid from Fountain Hill of Arkansas, a town of 150 people, he can use anybody in the world. That's a great message for all of our listeners, that God can use each and every single one of us to tremendous effect, whether it's in just our own circle or it's a larger circle that reaches thousands or millions, God can use all of us to the kingdom purpose. So, Jeremy, if you have time, I'd like to have you stick around past the break. You got time for, with us? You bet, buddy. You bet. All right, so we're going to take a quick break here on the New John Simmons Show, but when we, got, when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Jeremy Sparks, author of the book Go West. Go visit jeremysparks.com while you're waiting. We'll be back in just a few minutes here on the New John Simmons Show. Testimony House Ministries is the proud sponsor of the new John Simmons Show. We are so thankful for all of you who tune into the show, watch us live on Facebook, or on our YouTube channel. Without all of you, the new John Simmons Show and all the other Testimony House Network shows would not be possible. Please visit NewJohnSimmons.com today and click the Partner With Us tab to help us continue sharing our message of future and a hope through Christ with others. God bless. Hey everybody, New John Simmons here with you. Back in 2012, I found myself at the end of my rope for what seemed like the hundredth time. I cried out to God and said, God, if you're real, I need you to show me a future and a hope for my life. What happened next changed my life forever. Took me out of my life where I was a gambling addict who had lost over $500,000, allowed me to begin a new life in Christ where I found more joy, peace, and hope than I ever knew existed. I share the stories, including... 
where I blamed God for my father's death and the call into ministry that I found in my first book called Finding Faith. I also share with you the answers to the questions that I was asking God about what is faith and how can I move mountains with it. Finding Faith has those stories and so much more. I absolutely believe it can encourage you to find faith in your life today. Finding Faith by me, the new John Simmons, is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble website, Walmart. You can also pick up a copy signed by me over at newjohnsimmons.com. Want to see behind-the-scenes photos and get the latest news from the show? All you have to do is follow at New John Simmons on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Now, let's get back to the New John Simmons Show. We're back here on the New John Simmons Show, weeknights at 9 Central Time on your radio in multiple cities and also streaming live over on Facebook. Find us at the New John Simmons Show, or just find me personally on Instagram at New John Simmons. Tonight's conversation is with a brand new guest to the show. His name is Jeremy Sparks. He's a retired professional rodeo cowboy. He's uh, in the Rodeo Hall of Fame. He's served in the Air Force and the National Guard, and we're talking about his book, Go West. Welcome back to the show, Jeremy. Yes, sir. I want to continue this conversation about, and it looks like uh, Go West captured a Christian Book Award gold medal. So it seems like people have really dug their fingers and their you know their hearts into this book and really have gotten something out of it. And that's why I'm really encouraged to share it with our listeners tonight. So you talked about how the story of the publishing was sort of something incredible. I love stories of faith. These can't make this stuff up stories. You already sort of shared one when God put you in the military in the same city where the biggest rodeo was. Tell us about the, the process for the book. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of the credit goes to um, my wife, Jamie, for helping inspire me to dig deep and to really uh, be authentic. And we were hosting a small group at our house where every Wednesday we meet with a group of believers. And for, I don't know, six months, we just prayed uh, passionately that God would uh, show up and show out. And and if this was what we were called to do, it would be done. And we just started writing out of obedience. And I would obviously have a, a day job. So at night I would come in, I'd write from about 10 p.m. to 4 a.m., get up and go to work at 7, do the same thing over and over again. But we were so uh, passionate about doing it, uh, we never paid attention to being sleep-deprived. Right. <laughs> and as we you know, got the book on paper, uh, I had obviously done a little research to see how many words a book should be, what are some generic uh, guidance for books. But I kind of got to the point where I was reached my max potential with it. And we started praying, saying, hey, God, if this is what you want us to do, you need to send us help. You need to send us uh, someone who's in the book business to help us. And lo and behold, uh, God uh, had a guy right in our church named Stephen Caldwell, who is a a ghostwriter and a multi-time award-winning published author. And the preacher at church connected us. And when we went and uh, met one morning, he said, I've been praying that God would send me someone for me to bless with my gifts and talents. That's incredible. And I said, well, man, Stephen, I've been praying that God would send me someone that had gifts and talents. Yes. And, man, John, it was something like that big of a God move for every single thing that we needed with the book. We prayed for uh, people to endorse the book early on. The publishing company uh, was another answer to prayer. They didn't know anything about cowboys. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't have a book agent. We pitched it. Uh, a guy named Mark Russell with Elevate Publishing, he he flat told me in the first 15 minutes, he said, you have great passion. Uh, you believe in your story. I don't know enough about Cowboys to help you be successful. And I just started praying in that moment and just said, hey, God, if this is the person you need me to work with, you got to open eyes and open ears. And the next comment out of his mouth was, man, I don't know what it is about you, but God's telling me, <laughs> take this. And, uh, and then it was just one thing after another. When we got ready for book endorsements, they told me, you'll probably get about 10. If you ask 100 people, you'll get 10%. We asked uh, about 25, and we got about 23. It was just an <laughs> unbelievable response every step. I mean, from 
you know, people like yourself asking me to come on and share the story. God just keeps opening doors because we don't have an agent. We don't have a, a big publicity budget. We're just out here believing that God will put this book in the right hands at the right time so he gets glorified. And that's what Jamie and I pray every single day. I am so incredibly touched by this story from someone who's put out books himself. I know the process and I know a lot of the, you know, the conversations that you probably had to do to have to put this book out and the incredible faith that was fulfilled and God really blessed what you put your hands to. Incredible story. Thanks for sharing that with us. Let's get inside the meat of the book. Uh, On the front cover, it says that these are 10 principles that sort of guided your life. So tell us how you came about these principles. Yeah. Can you still hear me? Yeah. All right. Sorry. I thought I had a disconnect. Yeah, John, the principles are really things that I I learned, I lived, and I experienced as as a professional cowboy, but also that I was entrusted with as a a kid growing up in a very – you know, outstanding childhood. My parents, as I mentioned before, were were deep Christians, and a lot of the things that they instilled in us were were just value based uh, living. But as I went through the rodeo journey, rodeo has a lot of terminology that is unique to the profession. And so, like lend a hand is the first principle in the book, and for me, lend a hand uh, has a meaning. And it means that exhortation can change a life. So just by simply using your gift of encouragement, mm. you can change someone's life. And that's what happened for me as a young age. A, a guy named uh, Donnie Sparks, a professional bullfighter, uh, inspired me just by uh, encouraging me. And it obviously resulted in uh, a lot of the accolades that I accomplished as a cowboy. Many of the principles have bullfighting uh, terminology, like the step through and shoot the gap. Those are bullfighting moves. Uh, it was something that I was able to relate to in the arena, but it, it was also my life. So I was able to associate a life principle with that key term. And then others were things that uh, just cow- cowboy sayings like turn them out. Turn them out, I think, is probably the most powerful principle in Go West. Uh, turn them out is uh, what a cowboy would say to let the ride or the fight begin. Mm-hmm. They're, they're kind of saying, like, open the gate, like, turn him out, turn the bull out. Uh, it's kind of like, throw caution to the wind, let's let this go. But for me, turn him out uh, is simply that restoration leads to fulfillment, and fulfillment only comes through Jesus Christ. So you have to turn out all the sin. You have to turn away from and repent of so you can uh, live a life that you're called to live. But those are... Essentially, uh, a few of the principles, they all have a rodeo or cowboy twist to them. Many, uh, I lived uh, in the rodeo and learned in the rodeo. Some, I learned the hard way, like ego was something that, uh, you know, God uh, humbled me to a point that I was uh, at the lowest point of my life because I put selfish choices in front of God's calling. So, uh, for me, uh, ego not only stands for edging God out, but it means Humility is a true reflection of strength. So whenever my ego starts to creep up, I always ask myself, hey, if I edge God out of my of my mind, out of my life, and if I really believe that I'm a servant of Christ, uh, my humility will be seen as a reflection of strength. Jeremy, you just mentioned something that I think I don't want people to gloss over here. You've shared some incredible testimony tonight about how God has opened up huge doors in your life. Mm-hmm. And then you just said that you sort of made a decision at some point in your life where you wanted to maybe do things your, a little bit your own way and maybe get away yeah. from God's plan a little bit. Yeah. Can you talk about that anymore or elaborate and tell us what that was like in your season? Yeah, sure, man. I think anytime you have uh, experienced success, whether that comes with fame, uh, whether it comes with uh, money, whatever you define success as, when success creeps into your life, uh, you are in a position to turn all of that and give it back to God and just say, hey, God, this is all yours. All glory and honor is yours. Or you can say, look at me. Look at what I've accomplished. Yes, you want my autograph. Yes, you pay me big money to come see you. And now it becomes very internally focused. Mm. And, you know, John, I went through a season in life to where I had uh, made it, 
in the top of the ranks in the, in the rodeo world and started to think that I had gotten there all by myself, wow, yeah. that everything that I had been blessed with was something that I somehow earned on my own. And trust me, there's nothing in Scripture that uh, that says God hates worse than uh, arrogance and mm-hmm. pride. And I learned that the hard way, man. I, when you prioritize personal success and ambition over God's plan for your life, I just think that a humbling season is coming. So uh, while I might have grown up in a strong Christian home, been saved early on, I still uh, got off the path for where God was calling me to, to go. But I'm so grateful that God is a God of mercy and that God offers so much grace and that he uh, disciplines uh, his children and course corrects us so we can get to the place where he can use us. And I hope that I'm still on that path, man. I want to I want to go out on fire for Christ, and I want to uh, use whatever talents I've been blessed with to lead more people to Christ and at least share the gospel. Yeah, but, yeah definitely went through a season of, uh, of pride and selfishness and definitely was course corrected. That's a powerful testimony for any of us because it, it reminds us the need to stay close to God. And it really reminds us and brings us back no matter where we get or how our gifts and talents may bring us in front of kings or might make room for us, that there's always this opportunity for the devil to try and take it away from us or to try and yeah. get us off of God's plan. And I love uh, your you know, authenticness, I guess, in the situation where you're able to share some of those things that, you know, came across your path. Because I think people think it's just once you get to the top, it's just smooth sailing. But God needs to be a center of our life at all times. And, you know, we started getting away from that and things might go south real fast. And and that humbling time, as you said, might be soon upon us. Uh, Just a few more minutes left with you tonight, Jeremy. But I want to continue talking about the book again. It's called Go West, 10 Principles. Lost my sheet here. Uh, JeremySparks.com is the website. At Go West, the book is on Facebook. You can search him out. Go to his website. Buy the book. I'm sure it's available over at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Is that true, Jeremy? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, 10 Principles That Guided My Cowboy Journey. I loved this term you used just a moment ago, in the arena. This 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 is such a, you know, uh, I feel like a, a Christian terminology that we can use just in our everyday life. When we're trying to find God's plan for our life, we really are entering an arena because we have to fight against our sin nature. We have to fight against, you know, our pride, our own ego and our plans against God's plans. So, you know, dive a little bit more into this idea, how you use sort of what you learned as a cowboy and put these principles into the book. Yeah, I think for me, anytime you try to segment your life, it becomes very different and difficult to uh, live your faith. For example, if in the rodeo arena I put on my cowboy hat and that was the role I played, when I came home I put on a different outfit. That becomes the role I play. And as a Christian, like being a, a Christian has got to be at the core of who we are, not just something that we do on Sunday when we go to church. Right. So the thing that I appreciated about the book was I was able to take things from the arena that I learned and apply them to my life, much like we take the Bible and say, I don't just have to apply this on Sunday. I can apply this to my life. Uh, and I think for me, it became uh, just a, a way to be authentic with who I was because I knew rodeo. I knew uh, what happened in the arena. And I, I lived and breathed, and I was so disciplined in my training for it that that's the only way I thought. So I can't take credit for having a genius idea of saying in the arena, and somehow that becomes <laughs> something cooler than it is right. uh, it, it was just who i was all right jeremy tell me what's going on next in your life you've got this book out is there another book on the way you're retired so tell us sort of what's what's the plan moving forward man my goals are pretty simple uh, uh, every day i wake up and i try to be the best husband and the best dad that i can be uh, obviously we've been blessed to have different vehicles to uh, share our faith and that's really what's next, is uh, taking the book out on a speaking tour. Uh, we were over in Oklahoma last week. We'll be speaking in uh, Springdale, Arkansas in a couple of weeks. And that's, you know, I think where our hearts are is to share testimony and let other people know God's not seeking perfection. He's seeking progress. Is there another book? Man, that's a good question. Uh, as an author yourself, John, you know how much uh, time it takes. Yep. And it's a commitment. 
I have an idea in my head about a topic I would be passionate enough to write about, but I will wait until I'm clear that God says that's what he wants me to do uh, because it is a labor of love. But I'm not opposed to writing again. I just say we're going to continue to do whatever God calls us to do. But in the meantime, I think no matter uh, what season of life we're in or what we do for a living, and myself included, every day I'm going to get out and I'm going to witness and I'm going to encourage and I'm going to serve and I'm going to testify and I'm going to live my faith out loud. That's such great words of advice. I know several pastors and ministry leaders uh, listen to the show. So if they wanted to reach out to you and invite you to come speak at their church, how would they get a hold of you? Yeah, so uh, go west the book at gmail.com is the easiest way to, to reach us. Uh, we'd certainly be happy to, to correspond with anyone who, who felt like this could bless their, their congregation or their ministry. All right, Jeremy, I really want to thank you for coming on the show tonight. I love that you expressed that you found a passion for Christ and you wanted to share them with others. You found a vision for your life. These line up with so many things that we're trying to encourage people to find in their own lives, their own lives if they haven't already. Your testimony tonight, I'm sure, is going to bless so many people and encourage them to continue walking down their own faith walk. Again, the book is called Go West. Jeremy Sparks is the author, jeremysparks.com. Jeremy, thanks so much for being on the show tonight. Yes, sir. Thank you, John. We'll see you next time, okay? Yes, sir. Bye-bye. That's it. Jeremy Sparks, man, I am uh, thrilled about his testimony. So many things. He's in the military. He's a rodeo cowboy. He's a bullfighter. He's serving after 9-11. Incredible testimony. And all along the way, he's believing God to show him the next step, the next plan. And God has shown up in his life in a big way, helped produce this book for him. It won awards already. What a tremendous testimony. Thanks so much for Jeremy for joining us on the program tonight. When we come back, I'm going to discuss more about what it's like for you to find God's sentence for your life. The plans and testimonies that God has for you can be written starting today. How can I encourage you? Well, it's God's word that's going to encourage you. We'll talk about that when we come back. It's the new John Simmons Show, part of the Testimony House Network. One of my favorite testimonies of fitness and faith is the story of Heather McAdams. Heather found Jesus in 2013 along with the determination to change her health, both physically and spiritually. Years later, she's lost many pounds, but also shed the weight of stress and sin in her life to become a new woman in Christ. Today, she wants to help you meet your fitness and spiritual goals through her ministry, Faithfully Fit and Wellness. Heather hosts classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays that can help build your strength, but also your spirit through exercise, prayer, and fellowship. Call Heather today and tell her you heard her story on the new John Simmons show, and she will meet with you for a free 30-minute wellness session where she will sit down and talk about your faith and fitness walk and help you write goals for your spiritual and fitness future. This is your chance to write the testimony of faith and fitness in your own life. Please visit Heather's website at faithfully.fit for more of her story. Find her on social media at Faithfully Fit Wellness, or please call her today, 314-239-4149. That's Faithfully Fit. Get where you want to be physically, mentally, and spiritually. Are you interested in learning more about finding God's sentence for your life? At NewJohnSimmons.com, there are articles and videos describing how you can begin to write God's sentence for your life by finding passion, vision, and faith. In addition, NewJohnSimmons.com has a variety of ways for you to be encouraged to continue writing God's sentence. As always, you can hear the show live weekdays at 9 p.m. Central Time by clicking the Listen Live button when you visit NewJohnSimmons.com. Find passion, find vision, find faith. You're listening to the new John Simmons Show, part of the Testimony House Network. All your promises are yes and amen. All your promises, all your promises. Welcome back to the show, everybody. This song, these guys came in a few months ago, and the guys from Iris Global, and they played some music for us here on the show they're going to be coming in town again this weekend luke and gareth and kurt and all the guys who are friends of the show will be back in town over at gateway house of prayer on sunday june 17th if you want to know more about that all you have to do is tune into the show on friday because we're going to have pastor ryan hart who is a the pastor of kingdom church stl He's going to be on the show Friday alongside Kevin Eskew. We're going to be talking about that upcoming event, learning more about Ryan and his ministry here in St. Louis. Don't miss that. Tonight, though, we're talking 
about finding God's plan for your life. We just got off the phone with an interesting character, Jeremy Sparks. I've never met a professional bullfighter before, so this is my first time in that arena, as we would say. And, man, I'm just so tickled. I mean, I'm just thrilled to see how different the methods of use God has for each and all of us. It's incredible. I mean, he's not called us all to be pastors. He's not called us all to be a minister of the gospel in a sense that, like, we're knocking on people's door to tell them about Jesus. God's gifts and talents for our lives lead us to paths that bring satisfaction into our life. Jeremy expressed joy in the fact that he was called to be a cowboy and a rodeo star. And he was. He's in the Hall of Fame for that sport now. He also found a couple bumps in the road as he's trying to walk out God's path for his life. And that's going to happen to all of us. The devil's going to try and attack you when you're walking on God's plan. But before you can get to that point where you're under attack and you have to rely on God for protection, you have to first understand that God's plan is for you. You heard Jeremy say it himself, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare, not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. For those people who say God's plans for us are non-existent, just the other day, someone told me that God's plan is for us to love him, not necessarily for us to find his plans for our life. And I disagree, (laughs) because... Bible verses and scripture lead us to understand that God has a purpose for us. Yes, our purpose is to seek forgiveness and repent of our sins and find salvation through Christ. That's one purpose, but a divine created purpose. Ephesians 2.10, you were designed by God to do good works through Christ Jesus. And when the Bible talks about having a plan in your life, whether it's Jeremiah 29.11, or maybe it's Proverbs 16.3, which says, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. It seems like there's a theme in the Bible. God has a plan for us and we're not smart enough to figure it out on our own. If you were Jeremy at 14 years old, you wouldn't think that your plan was to be a professional rodeo bullfighter because as he described himself, he wasn't very good at it. Men crave honor. Men don't do things that they'll look stupid at. You don't often see a man be the first person to raise their hand in a room when someone asks them to do something because a man doesn't want to look stupid. A man wants to have honor. That's why we tell the stories of the times that we've succeeded in life. The time we caught the game-winning touchdown or the time we built that car or the time that you know we built the shed out in the backyard. We crave honor. What have we done? We want to tell you about it because look at us. We're so good and strong and smart. Look at the business we created. Look at our children we made. You don't hear us talking about, did you see how I failed at that? Did you see how I missed that job? Did you see how I misspoke in front of all those people? No, we don't say that stuff. We crave honor. And so if we crave honor, we're not often going to look for our plans to be something that we're bad at. But sometimes that's what God does. He calls you into a place where maybe you can't boast on your own gifts and talents because you have to remember God gave those to you. When God called me to start a ministry and to start speaking about Jesus to others, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. That's like the last job I would pick for myself. That's the last career that I would sign up for. And maybe Jeremy thought the last thing I want to do is seek honor and God's plan for my life in a place that I'm no good. But yet God blessed what Jeremy put his hands to God's blessing, what I'm putting my hands to. And he's going to bless what you put your hands to whatever gifts and talents God has given you. It's okay. If you don't know how to do what he's called you to do, it's okay. If you're a little scared or nervous, or you think I'm not going to be any good at this. It means you have to rely on God. You have to rely on God to go where he wants to take you. Proverbs 16, nine says it this way. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. We can make our plans, but the Lord's going to guide us, essentially. You saw this with Jeremy's story. He said that after September 11th, he really felt a call on his heart to go serve. The military wasn't necessarily something God had said specifically for him to do, but he went to do it. And what did God do? He blessed him where he was. He put him in a city where he could thrive in his gifts with the rodeo and be able to climb the ranks even probably faster and easier than he could have where he was living in Arkansas. 
for me, when I stepped out into faith and ministry, I would have never gotten a job here at the radio station. I would have never been able to find myself back on the air after a 10-year hiatus because of my gambling addiction without the favor of God in my life. And for you, where's the favor of God in your life? It's on its way. Start believing for God to guide your steps. Stop getting in your own way. Start thinking that your way is not necessarily the best one. When you can get to this point, and Jeremy described it, you know, to use his words, a humbling experience that's on its way if you think that you've got things figured out better than God, if you think that you've done all the hard work to get you where you are today. God wants to be in charge. God wants to get all the glory. But he can use you in such a mighty way and give you a life that brings so much satisfaction and joy to your life that you won't know how to where to put it because it's going to overflow. I love this verse, Romans 15, 13. We share it all the time on the show. It's worth repeating because until you get it, you don't get it. God is the God of hope, it says. And he will overflow your life with joy, peace, and hope if you put your trust or faith in God. Faith is just the idea that you're going to walk out and do what he wants you to do with your life. Whether it's to flee from sin whether it's to believe in Christ as your Savior, whether it's to follow the path he has for your career or where he wants you to go to church or who he wants you to marry or who he wants you to spend time with as a friend, who he wants you to minister to, who you, whose help he needs you to go help. I mean, you know, there are people out in the world who need us to help them, and our gifts are suited to specific tasks. If we start to invite God into our life and spend quality time in communication with him, we're going to develop a relationship with God where we can hear from him. Are you hearing from God today? If you're not hearing from God today, I want to let you know that you should be. If you're in a relationship with God, with Christ as your Lord and Savior, you should be hearing from God. John 10, 27 says, My sheep hear my voice and they shall follow me. If you're not communicating with God, you're never going to hear him, though. My daughter sometimes, she'll be like, Dad, 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 Dad. But if I don't talk back to her, she's just going to continue to talk and ask. And sometimes God's the one saying, hey, 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 I'm over here. Hey, hey. But we just ignore him. And for us, if you really want to press in and find what God has for your life, Jeremy said it so many times, you know, you've got to get close to God. You've got to communicate, pray fast, read your scriptures. These are just simple, everyday things you can do to get closer to God in order to find his will in your life. This isn't brain surgery you have to fulfill. This isn't some written test that if you don't get 100 on it, you're going to flunk out. God's plan for your life is simply for you to get close to him so that you can hear his voice. Sometimes he'll be direct and tell you that you're going to be a rodeo star. Sometimes you'll have a plan in your own heart. That's what Proverbs 69 says. Sometimes we do things because we think we should, not necessarily because we heard God say it. And guess what? It's okay. We can make our own plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Now, again, your plans need to be inside God's will. You know, if your plan is to go buy a strip club and inside a casino, probably not inside God's will. But if your motivation in your heart is to love God and love others, and you begin to make plans, whether it's to join the military or start a business or, you know, help and volunteer at a place on the weekends or maybe just clean up your house, whatever your plan is, the Lord can guide your steps to have you do it in a better way in a way that encourages you and that brings hope and joy and peace into your life so many people are out there wondering what is my here for what am i doing here on earth i feel aimless i don't know where to go i don't know what to do god has a plan for you and a lot of times we look at our circumstances whether or not we have enough money in the bank whether or not we feel we're at the right job Maybe someone's broken up with us or our family and I are fighting or you and your family are fighting. We look at our circumstances and we go, well, you know, life's supposed to be like this. Trouble comes to us all. But an overflow of joy, peace, and hope comes into the lives of those that trust and put their faith in God. So if you're someone today who's looking to leave behind that aimless feeling, that hopeless feeling, that depression, that sadness, and try and restore broken relationships in your life, to try and hope for a better future for your children or for yourself. 
God's plan for your life is not to harm you or to hurt you, but to give you a future and a hope. These are things that only God can truly provide. We try to find them on our own, and we'll find ourselves wondering how our lives got so messed up. I want you to understand that what Jeremy has experienced and the testimony he shared with us tonight, it's not just for him. It's not just for me. It's not just for anyone else we have on the show. It's for you. God has a plan for you. You can find it by inviting Christ to be your Lord and Savior. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died for your sins, you shall be saved. This is a simple Simple instructions, harder to follow. But once you find Christ as your Lord and Savior, Ephesians 1 says that you can pray for spiritual wisdom and insight. You can allow God to show you who you are to Him. Allow God to show you why you're special and how you've been created to do good works through Christ Jesus. This is your opportunity to write the testimony of your life. Invite Christ into your heart and begin to pray and press into your relationship with God and ask Him, God, what is your vision for my life? What plans do you have for my life? How can I move forward? What should I do next? Help. Whatever your prayer is, it can absolutely transform your life because John ten twenty seven. my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. Where are you going to follow God? You have to hear his voice first. Hear his voice by talking to him. Quality time and communication with God can transform your life. Start there and see where God takes you. That's going to do it for tonight's show, everybody. I want to thank Jeremy Sparks for joining us on the show. His book, Go West, available in bookstores now. JeremySparks.com is the website to pick that up as well. Thank you, all of you who have been on Facebook Live tonight and also on your radio. Thank you, Mr. Curtis, behind the boards. And until next time, I pray you discover a future and a hope for your life today. Thanks for listening to the new John Simmons Show, part of the Testimony House Network. To replay this episode or listen to past episodes, look for the new John Simmons Show podcast on your mobile device. Stay connected to the show. Read the latest news, blog posts, and see behind-the-scenes photos by following at New John Simmons on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you would like to learn more about how you can begin to write God's sentence for your life, or join a growing community of people who are finding passion, vision, and faith for their lives, please visit NewJohnSimmons.com. Until next time, we pray you discover a future and a hope for your life today.